an entitled child tries to steal money from me at the arcade, and when he's caught red-handed, his entitled Karen of a mother comes over and claims that I stole from him. Things got so bad that the staff had to get involved and separate us from this screaming entitled Karen, and I honestly could not be more shocked by the way she acted. Here's what happened. So this story happened a couple of years ago before COVID-19, but it honestly still makes me laugh incredibly hard. My friend and I were at a bowling alley, not bowling, but playing pool at the front. The building also has an arcade, as well as laser tag, which is really fun. We were there midday, maybe one o'clock to two o'clock in the evening on a weekend. So the arcade was flooded with kids. Me and my friends were near the bar playing pool away from the rest of the arcade. Pool was about a pound a game and the change machine that gave one pound coins didn't work. So we had to use the 50 pence machine near the arcade. I put a five pound note in the machine and went to put in a second when literally out of nowhere, an entitled child comes over and tries to take the coins in the tray at the bottom. I notice what he's doing. So I put my hand in the way so that he can't take them. Once I pick them up, he is still trying to get the coins out of my hand. I bring my hand up so he can't reach and he starts crying. And that is, of course, right when the mother comes over to see the kid pointing at my hand and crying. I know it looked like I probably took something off of him, so I was kind of awkward and didn't know what to say. I would assume that she would be understanding of what was actually going on, and I tried to explain, but she wasn't understanding. She started screaming and ranting that I must have took his money, and even when I tried to interject to try and explain what was going on, she refused to let me get a word in. Eventually, a member of staff comes over and asks me what's going on, with this entitled Karen ranting the entire time. Eventually, another member of staff comes over and has to separate us. I explained that I was getting change and this random kid was trying to take the coins from the machine, all while I was putting in more money into the machine. They totally understood, and they asked me what I did when the child came over to try and take the coins. I explained that the kid didn't actually get the coins before I got to them, and the person using the other change machine vouches for me entirely. I get the rest of my change and I go back to my friend at the pool tables. It's also worth noting that the entire time I was talking to the member of staff, this stupid child was screaming at full volume and his entitled Karen of a mother wouldn't stop ranting about what was going on. I'm not sure if the staff kicked them out or if they left or anything like that, but the last I saw them was at the front door with a member of staff standing by the entrance. I honestly feel kind of bad for the kid who must have only been about four or five years old. He was wandering around unsupervised in an arcade, probably unable to even play anything, and then got stuck with his ranting mother before being dragged out. I mean, why take your kid to an arcade and not give them money to play anything? But you know what? I've learned my lesson, and I know now to take the change as soon as possible, especially if there's some kind of entitled kid waiting around the corner to try and steal my coins. That's a really sketchy situation, because it really seems like this entitled Karen probably taught their kid that they should steal from people who use the change machine. Like, sure, I totally understand where the original poster is coming from. They're giving this kid the benefit of the doubt, and they're saying, hey, maybe he was just bored, and he wanted to play some games, but he didn't have any coins. That's reasonable, to say the least. But what four or five-year-old is legitimately taught to go up to a stranger and steal money from them? That just does not seem like behavior that a toddler would figure out on their own, but rather that's something that would be learned from their parents. So in my opinion, I really do think that this entitled Karen most likely encouraged their kid to run up to this change machine and grab a handful before anyone would notice. And if that's the truth, again, I'm just making assumptions, then this really is a very messed up story in my opinion. Because I mean, look at the way this lady acted when she found out 
her kid was stealing from someone. I'm pretty sure any rational adult would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let me get him out of your way. And they would be apologetic and at least be understanding of the situation. But this entitled Karen took the opposite approach. She tried to claim, oh, you took my son's money. You need to pay us back. And that alone is a massive red flag, in my opinion, that basically screams that, yes, she was trying to scam this person and she was trying to get money out of their pocket. So if anything, the jerks in this situation are the parents. They are clearly cheap and they're just looking for some kind of excuse to try and skate around the rules and steal from people who legitimately did bring money with them. So I wouldn't feel bad about this situation in the slightest. You didn't do anything wrong. And if anything, regardless of if this lady set up her son to do this or not, that entitled Karen is indeed a bad parent because she tried to claim money that wasn't hers. And that is not fair for the original poster in the slightest. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out. Link down below in the description. I am being blackmailed by a friend who has been secretly recording me for a long time without my consent or knowledge. And now I simply don't know what to do. I'm a 28-year-old female and I recently had a falling out with my friend who's a 31-year-old male. We have been casual friends for several years and run in the same circles. So we have a lot of mutuals together. We started hanging out one-on-one last year when I bought a townhome in the neighborhood next to his. I cut ties with him for many reasons, but the final straw was when I discovered he was secretly recording me whenever we hung out. I was extremely disturbed by it. I sent him a long text message letting him know I no longer wanted to be his friend and listed several reasons why, but I emphasized the non-consensual recording as my top one. In response, my friend begged to have one last conversation to bring some closure to our friendship. I felt scummy for trying to end the friendship over text messaging, so I agreed to meet at a coffee shop. I also decided to secretly record our meeting. I recognized that it was kind of hypocritical of me, but I knew my friend had manipulative tendencies, and I was a little bit afraid for me. During our talk, my friend claimed that he was seeing a therapist who encouraged him to record his conversations so they could review them and work on his interpersonal skills. And when he said that, I said to him he should do what he needs to do, but I did not consent to being recorded, and I was not okay with being part of this. He responds by pulling out a huge stack of papers. He had printed out all of the text conversations that we've had. He started reading out random passages and asking me to clarify my responses. Some of the conversations were months old, and he asked me questions with zero context, such as, what did you really mean when you said, LOL, your dog cut off his you-know-what? At this point, I just became really flustered. I had no idea what was going on, and he kept interrupting me. Eventually, I managed to convey that we are going nowhere with this, and I did not want to be friends anymore. If we ran into each other at hangouts with mutual friends, I was fine with that, but he will not be welcome in my home in the future. I have since re-listened to the recordings that I took, and I hate how I sound when I said this. My voice is completely hysterical. He said he understood we needed a break from each other, and I can reach out to be friends again when I was ready. He said he was sorry I felt the way I did. He has control over the rest of my life, but he has no control over my feelings. When I got up to leave, he pulls out his tape recorder, the one I found running while he was visiting my home. He said he didn't record our conversation today. He brought it with him, but it's off. He then made a comment that sounded strongly like a threat. He said to me, watch, we could go viral together on TikTok. As I was driving home, I started getting calls and text messages from my friends, asking me what on earth was going on. Apparently, he immediately called all of our friends and put me on blast, saying I had been the one secretly recording 
him and making threats against his life and he cut ties with me because he no longer felt safe hanging out with me. Two days later, my brother calls me concerned. My friend had dialed him up and left a message saying that I was threatening people. My friend has never met my brother and I don't know how he got his number. This makes me really nervous because I work in a public facing role where my workplace contact information and my business relationships are readily documented. I'm just really nervous about my friend's threats about sending recordings of me to other people or about him trying to post them online. I'm not ashamed of who I am, but I don't remember what I said in private. We had a completely platonic relationship and the only thing I remember doing is smoking the herb together. It all just feels incredibly violating. I checked and I live in a one-party consent state for recordings. I've never experienced something like this, so I'm honestly at a loss and I don't know what to do. Honestly, from what you've described, this guy sounds like a stalker and he sounds incredibly insane. I mean, think about it. Regardless of if this is a one-party state or not, he recorded you without your consent and he is now lying about you behind your back and making these false claims about you. That is crazy behavior and it's not something that I would take lightly. So seriously, for your own safety, it's probably time to contact the police as well as maybe getting a lawyer involved. I mean, don't forget, you have all of this on recording when you met with him at that coffee shop. Share that with the police and tell him exactly what's going on. And hey, if he really wants to go that route, then share it with the friends who seriously think you're the crazy one. Because this guy has basically threatened your livelihood and he has threatened your future, claiming that he has control over all of it. I mean, seriously, who would print off all your text messages and expect you to explain away all of the context as well as everything going on? So hopefully this works out for you. Because this guy sounds incredibly creepy and I don't blame you for cutting him off and choosing to not be friends with him. I found an anonymous chat application on my husband's phone where he was soliciting compliments from other women and now I feel completely betrayed and I honestly don't know what to do. I'm a 29-year-old female and I recently married my Japanese husband who's 27. We both live in Japan. We've been together for four years, married for two months. Yesterday, we needed to scan some documents at the local convenience store because my husband's phone data was running out, so he took my phone to use and gave me his. I have never once not trusted my husband. We are very close mentally, though physically we've recently been lacking due to both of us gaining some weight and losing some self-confidence. We've discussed dieting and working out together and started this year. Anyway, when my husband gave me his phone to use in case we needed to get in contact while he ran out to scan the documents, his phone was unlocked in front of me and I saw an app by the name of Lemon. I quickly did a Google search and it told me that the Lemon app was some kind of anonymous chat app, but it felt a bit like a hookup app from the reviews. Despite having never doubted my husband for the past four years, I opened the app on his phone and I felt really guilty the whole time. But when I did, I was met with at least 100 messages to women that he has sent over the past two years. All of the messages were started by him complimenting their icon pictures, saying they were beautiful or something along that nature. But the conversations were very short, usually just with a girl saying thank you and then not replying again. A couple messages stood out though. In one of the messages, a woman had asked him about meeting up, but he didn't reply to it. And in another message, he was telling a woman how he wished she didn't have plans for her vacation. The implication felt like he was wishing to meet her. I also saw one chat from three weeks ago where he had sent a picture of his face with a picture that he and I had taken together and I was just cut out of it. And the woman responded with another type of picture that would be definitely inappropriate if you know what I mean. My husband had kept messaging her without even acknowledging that picture. And the whole thing just felt incredibly strange. At this point, I felt like I was in a nightmare. 
there because I had no idea what to think. His profile had no personal information except for his age and his profile picture was blank. So I had no idea what he was gaining from the app and I couldn't process what I was seeing. When my husband came home, I set the phone down in front of him with the not so flattering picture opened up from that woman and he started trying to explain with a bunch of excuses. English is not his first language, but he speaks fairly well. And as he's doing this, I was just crying at him while asking what those messages were. Over the course of a three hour yelling and crying session, my husband explained that he didn't see himself as attractive and he was trying to look for validation from these women. I am perhaps a slightly above average looking white woman living in Japan, which naturally makes me get some attention. And he said he often feels inferior when we go out together because men he talks to always compliment me. This apparently has made my husband feel less and less deserving. He said he wanted to figure out why I'd chosen him when he felt like he wasn't very attractive, but his profile didn't even have his picture, so I don't understand how this application could validate anything for him. I myself have told my husband on numerous occasions how much I am indeed attracted to him. I often complimented his features and call him handsome, and I have always felt like I'm bragging by being able to tell people about him. Up until seeing those messages, I loved him with all of my heart and thought he was the most attractive person in the world. I asked him why saying those things wasn't enough and why he hadn't communicated more with me instead of using such an app, and he just couldn't answer me. Two years ago, when he started using this application, we were moving in together. He always calls us a family, says he loves me, and all this other stuff, so I simply cannot understand what he gained from this app. He assured me he has never once cheated since we've been together. And while it's true that the messages on this app seem to support that, I feel like all the trust I've had in him is broken. I just brought him to the US in December to meet my family and we had big plans together. I saw a future with kids with him and my heart is telling me to stay with him, but my head is so confused and I feel so hurt. He called out sick from work today, something that is not common in Japan, because he told me that I'm the most important thing for him and he wants to be with me and fix this if there's any chance of doing so. He has been nothing but apologetic and has been acting so ashamed since I found the messages yesterday, but I don't know what I should do next. Also, just as an aside, I downloaded the app and set up a profile with a picture of me wearing a mask just to see what the vibe was. I've gotten more than 20 explicit messages or messages from other people asking for something a little bit more than just my name and how I'm doing, if you know what I mean. And this is all within the space of 12 hours, as well as this being from Japanese men. I showed these messages to my husband and asked him straight up if it would feel like I was cheating were I to respond to any of these explicit messages. Of course he said yes and said he hadn't realized what it was like for women on the application itself. His own messages to women were not like this at all. They were just complimentary. But this app definitely gives off the vibe that people are either trying to hook up or they're just trying to flirt with somebody. He said he really doesn't like that I'm getting such messages and he doesn't like me having it. He also stated that he himself has deleted the app from his phone. I feel like I'm living a horrible dream at this moment and I'm honestly at a loss and I simply don't know what to do. Honestly, from the looks of it, it really seems like your husband has not been faithful with you. I really believe that he's been lying about his intentions with that application and I don't think he's been using it to try and get some kind of validation out of it. But instead, he was clearly fishing for something else. So I honestly don't blame you for feeling like your trust has been completely betrayed because that's exactly what has happened. He went behind your back and he did cheat on you in a way. He was seeking out attention from other women, all while basically having a secret 
secret account where the person on the other side of the phone would not know who it is that's messaging them. And that's not fair for you in the slightest. So just based on what you've described, I really don't think he's being honest with you. But it does seem like to an extent that he is trying to make things right. And I think you bring up a good point. The fact that he called out of work in Japan, which by the way, is one of the hardest working countries in the world, where even calling out to take vacation is seen as some kind of taboo thing, is hopefully some kind of evidence that you can lean on that would prove that yes, he is trying to make this right. But it does not excuse the hurt that you feel and the betrayal that you are currently going through. So hopefully this works out, whether with a marriage counselor or something similar, because you've clearly put a lot of time into this relationship and it would seriously be such a shame for all of that to come crumbling down. My manager tries to prevent me from proving that I've been working overtime for years and as a result, he got removed from our team. Here's what happened. So I've done cleared contract work for more than 20 years. One downside of cleared work is that there is no sneaking in late or getting out early as everything is logged. A few years ago, I discovered that one upside is also that everything is logged in the books. So I was hired onto a five-year contract and for the first four, everything was fine. I rode the train to work. I did my required 40 hours. I went home and I had no problems. Into year five, the same thing happens that always happens in contacts. People start to leave. This is not unusual as the end of a contract holds some uncertainty. So people will find another new contract to move on to. That way they don't have to worry about it. Unfortunately, the immediate effect is that the workload shifts to the people that stay behind and things start to slip through the cracks. And you might be asking, why don't they hire more people? But unfortunately, nobody wants to come onto a contract that's in its last year. Well, on this contract, I stayed because I liked the customer and intended to ride out the final year shenanigans. Things started to fall behind. We were down from 15 engineers to five and the customer complained that the company was not meeting their contract obligation. What did the company do to fix this? Offer hiring bonuses, pay overtime, or even make lucrative offers for people to stay? Nope. They instead called in their boomer project manager to try and handle everything. And their attitude is that everybody is inherently lazy. From day one, the boomer manager tells everyone that our lack of progress by five people on more than 100 active projects is simply a time management issue. And he threatens to pull the door logs to see who is actively at work for eight hours a day. I figured he was bluffing and I simply didn't worry because having been on the train schedule for four years, I knew that every day I was in the building from seven o'clock to four o'clock, except for occasionally walking down the street to grab some lunch. The key point here is that being a contractor, I couldn't work overtime without authorization. So for four years, I had just put 40 hours a week on my timesheet. At this point, you might see where this is going. The fateful day comes when the manager actually pulls the door locks and two of our engineers get a talking to about their time in the building and how claiming 40 hours without being there for 40 is fraud. I was upset by this because everybody that was left was working very hard and the two guys that the manager had confronted had been working on projects at our offshore location for years. So unless he pulled those logs as well, which he didn't, they would be sure the hours that they were claiming. So what did I do? I stopped by the manager's office and I asked what my door totals were. He told me I was fine and not to worry about it. I told him I just wanted to be sure that my time in matched my timesheet as I did not want to get caught in any kind of timesheet fraud. Again, he said not to worry about it. So I headed down to see my buddy Tony in security and he pulled the logs for me. The next week, I walked into the manager's office. I closed the door and I told him that I had a problem. I had pulled my door logs and over the past four years, I had averaged almost 44 
four hours a week in the office, but only ever charged 40 hours a week. I had almost 800 hours of unreported labor, and I didn't know what to do about that. He told me not to worry about it, and it wasn't a big deal. The next step in this progress, I contacted our company representative, and I explained the situation to her. She did not think it was a big deal either. In the end, I signed an NDA, but my manager got removed from his role. I bought our whole team beers and lunch, and a memo went out to the team telling us specifically to charge what we worked even if it had some overtime. So in the end, it all kind of worked out. So it really does seem like the manager was trying to pull a fast one on this employee. They basically said, oh, don't worry about it, you're fine, without specifically acknowledging that this employee had been working overtime for years, and nobody was doing anything about it. This manager was probably just going to try and change the record and make sure that it said 40 hours specifically. But in the end, this manager got pushed off of this project, which is honestly probably for the best of everybody involved. He did not sound like a good manager, and honestly, the rest of the employees that are trying to finish this contract will hopefully be better off without him breathing down their neck. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.